that all animals that we have brought into this beautiful healing circle to our hearts, that through this beautiful healing circle, that they all receive healing. I don't know who you brought into your heart, and you don't know who I brought into mine, but that doesn't matter. The intention for us to send this beautiful healing circle from all of us through this meditation will be felt by all. And in a group, meditation is so much stronger, and therefore, this beautiful healing space is so much stronger. I'd like you to imagine there are roots growing from your spine down into the earth. Feel these roots growing deeper and deeper into the earth. They're anchoring you. They're grounding you. Like a giant oak tree, you have deep roots that are strong. And with every breath in and out, you feel that calm, cool energy coming up through your roots and into your belly. Breathing in and out, gently through your nose. Start to feel very stable, very centered. Beautiful energy of the earth is grounding you, stabilizing you, giving you strength. As you breathe in and out, you start to feel more solid. Like that big oak tree, nothing can blow you over. Your roots grow deep. The energy coming up from the earth is cool. It feels strengthening. every breath in and out, you feel that stability sinking throughout your entire body. You might even feel the lower half of your body becoming heavy. Now, I'd like you to imagine a beautiful golden light coming down from the sky and in through your crown. As you breathe in and out, feel your breath pulling that beautiful healing light down into your crown, into your head, into your throat, past your heart, and down into where the earth's energy is. With every breath in and out, you feel that light becoming stronger, warmer. And as it's coming through your crown, start to feel your mind become more expansive. This beautiful healing light represents your spirituality, your psychic awareness, your expansiveness. Beautiful golden light is healing. And as it enters your crown and into your third eye, and your throat and your heart, down into your belly, you feel yourself becoming more expansive like that beautiful oak tree, you feel yourself opening up at the top. Much like a tree's branches, you're starting to expand. 
You're very grounded at your bottom, and you're very expansive at the top. And this beautiful healing light, this represents your spirituality. You're so open. You don't hang on to anything. You're not attached. You're just open and accepting. Stimulate your psychic awareness, which means that it's quieting all the chatter in your mind so that you can finally hear the messages that are being told to you. As you breathe in and out, you start to feel that beautiful warmth spreading throughout your body. Now, I'd like you to imagine beautiful light from the sky and the heavens, cool energy of the earth mixing together in your belly. You start to feel a beautiful healing light form. Maybe your belly starts to feel warm. As you breathe in and out, this light starts to light up your entire inside. Now, this light can be white, it can be purple, it can be blue, it can be gold. Whatever you see is your own unique light. This is your healing light. Your light is made up of the earth energy and the sky energy and your beautiful, compassionate heart. Breathing in and out, this light fills your entire body. Breathing in and out, you start to feel the light seep out every pore in your body. And just like the sun's rays, you are the sun and your light is shining. Now it's leaving your body, filling the space around you with your own unique light. As you breathe in and out, you feel this light becoming stronger and stronger. See yourself engulfed in this beautiful healing light, your own unique light. I'd like you to bring to mind an animal that brought you here today. I'd like you to see that animal with your heart. See your animal's heart. See your animal's own unique, beautiful light. I'd like to challenge you not to see with your eyes, but to see with your heart. Feel that love and joy that you have for that animal. Feel their love and joy for you, all through your heart center. As you connect with them, feel their light connecting with your light. Feel your light becoming so full of joy and love as your animal connects with you. In this space, we all know that we are one. There is no them or us. We are all one. You are one with your animal. You are one with your environment. You are one with everyone in your life. And I'd like you to thank your animal for joining me today. 
and you can tell your animal that they're welcome to stay with you throughout the class to help you, to help you understand all that's being told. They are going to be your teachers throughout this class. We want to give thanks for their presence, thanks for their lessons, and thanks for their love. And I'd like you to slowly just start to bring yourself back to keep that beautiful light, keep that around you. Bring yourself back slowly. Put your hands into Gasho or put your hand into heart, into your heart. And now we'll start to go into class. And I'd really like you to keep the beautiful, open, but grounded space with you throughout the class. This space helps us to speak our truth in a loving, kind, compassionate way. It helps us to hear others' truth in a loving, compassionate, open way. So I'd like to start, I'm going to, um, I'm going to keep you all um, muted for the time being, and I'm going to share, um, going to share some information with you, and then we'll open it up to the rest of the class. So this is going to be really nice because I usually these classes have about seven to eight students, and it's hard for everybody to talk. So it's going to be really nice to have such a small group because you're going to have plenty of time to share and you're going to have plenty of time to ask questions. So this is really great. Um, so Diane didn't uh, come on. So it's just going to be the two of you. But before we start, I want to just go into a little bit of the brief history of what we do and why we do the way we do. So Kathleen Prasad, as many of you know, um, she is the animal Reiki expert. She is the world-renowned animal Reiki expert. There is nobody else out there like her. Uh, no one with her curriculum or her knowledge or her experience or her voluminous amount of classes. Um, I encourage all of you to take some of Kathleen's uh, audio classes because she does have some really good ones. Once you finish this class, they're great to supplement what you're going to learn. So Kathleen um, studied the Western way, and which is, um, you know, the hands-on and a lot of directing, and you're using the symbols are used more in a, like a, you're giving someone something. And then in 2006, she studied with Franz Kini. And Franz's approach was a more traditional approach. Um, he had studied extensively in Japan. He had studied with uh, teachers who had studied in Japan. And one of his teachers had actually studied with the Sui. And through his teachers, he learned that Reiki started off as an inward practice, a meditative practice. And that is what you're going to be learning throughout this class. We have found that the traditional Japanese through meditation Reiki really resonates with animals. Because when we turn our thoughts to animals, we aren't as sensitive, right? You know, like we don't communicate telepathically like animals do. We don't communicate with energy like animals do. We communicate with words. We communicate with our hands, with our bodies we're not as intuitive as animals. So when we turn our thoughts, like I'm going to give you something, oh, you have a broken leg, I'm going to put something on you, put a symbol on you to help you with that. It is a lot of like, almost like you're punching an animal. You're poking an animal, you're punching an animal, slapping an animal. It's so intense. And with the traditional way, when we go inward, 
and we balance our own energy, our own beautiful light, when we let go of anger, when we let go of worry, when we become humble, when we become honest, when we become compassionate, in that space, we are more like our animal friends. In that space, our energy becomes completely balanced. And when an animal is in a healthy state, when they're in a completely balanced state, that is the same energy that they share. So when we sit in a meditative space with a sick animal, an injured animal, a stressed animal, and we don't focus on them, we don't concentrate on them, we just go inward and practice clearing our own stuff out of our bodies and creating that beautiful balanced space, then they can share that with us. And in that space, that's where healing occurs. We aren't doing anything to animals. And that's what you're going to be learning throughout this class. It's not us directing or us doing or offering anything other than us creating that meditative space within us and sitting with the animal and allowing them to choose whether or not they want to sit in that space with us. And in that space, they can choose how to heal. It's not us choosing for them. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to learn a lot about that. And we're really grateful to Franz and Bronwyn Cine and the International House of Reiki for sharing these teachings with us. And um, I studied with Franz since 2007 and Kathleen since 2006. So it's been quite a few years that we have been studying with Franz. We've brought these teachings to um, different students and used them with animals. And they really are very effective. If you've ever used human Reiki with an animal and had a less than positive result, there is a reason why. Human Reiki is not animal Reiki. Human Reiki does not work with animal Reiki. And by human Reiki, I mean the Western way of hands-on, of directing energy, of using symbols outward and not inward. You're going to be learning in this class the traditional Japanese methods for the symbols, and they're all about going inward. So the first symbol is about earth energy. The second symbol is about sky heaven energy. The third symbol is about heart connection. It's not about distance. And so you can see in the earth sky meditation, we're bringing all of those elements in. And what you're learning in this class is really an overview of an animal Reiki level one and an animal, animal Reiki level two. And what we're doing is I'm just giving you all the tools from that class and all from both of those classes, from level one and from level two, but teaching them to you using the Japanese techniques and those techniques for ourselves so that we can then set the space for the animals. That's all we're doing for the animals. The animals might come and want hands-on, but it's completely up to them. And we'll talk more about that throughout the week, but this is kind of just a short overview. And in your handouts that um, I sent to you last week, you could see through, if you read through them, that um, it talks a lot about the traditional Japanese way, about Franz and Bronwyn, about Kathleen's approach, um, and about the rages and attunements, which may be a little bit different than what you've learned, and also the precepts, the precepts, which may be a little different than what you've learned. And so today's class, we're going to talk a lot about the precepts, but before we get into that, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Shelter Animal Reiki Association and Kathleen Prasad. Um, Kathleen Prasad has recently just put a name, which is why it's not in your documents um, that I'm going to hand out through the class, but I am going to attach some articles that support what I'm going to share with you today. And that's the Let Animals Lead approach. 
So the animal Reiki that we practice is the let animals lead approach. Let animals lead is trademark, and that is everything you learn is a proprietary way of offering Reiki to animals, and we're really not even offering Reiki. What we're doing is just creating a space. And the let animals lead indicates how we allow animals to let them choose, and then they come to us and say, okay, I would like to sit with you or I want hands-on. We're letting them lead us through the treatment. And we have a great graphic for you that it will be handed out in um, a couple weeks, and it's all about how it shows like a human treatment, how, you know, when you lay down for a human treatment, a human practitioner is going to go around you on a finger on a table. They'll go around you, offer hands-on in different locations. An animal treatment, the practitioner stays completely still, just creates a meditated space, and it's the animal who goes around the practitioner. Maybe they come in and lay with you. Maybe they leave. Maybe they walk out and get water. Maybe they go to the bathroom. Maybe they decide to go in the next room but still connect with you, but at their own, in their own way, their own time, their own space. And that's what we're going to be sharing in these next few weeks. It's the let animals lead approach. And you can tell people that that's how you study because uh, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, I know what animal Reiki is. Um, I know what you do. You do hands-on. You do this. No, actually, this is a completely different way. And one way um, – that I have found that has really empowered me when I talk about animal Reiki is I say I do animal meditation. And whenever I say I do animal meditation, 100% of the time people go, oh, my gosh, that sounds so cool. What is that? When I say I do animal Reiki, they, there's one of two or maybe three. There's either animal Reiki practitioners that go, oh, yeah, I do that too. There's people who have heard about Reiki and are like, eh, yeah, that's really weird and woo-woo. Or those people who haven't heard of Reiki, and when you try to explain it, they just go, I, I don't get it, because of that word Reiki. So an easy way to get past that barrier is to say, I do animal med- meditation. If you're volunteering in a shelter, this is a great thing to say. It's a great thing to share, because people are open to meditation. They know all the health benefits of meditation. They have heard, they've read, they've experienced it, right? And people are talking about it so openly now. We live in a wonderful time for this because people know what meditation is. They know how helpful it can be. So when you say, I do animal meditation, and they ask you about it, well, I just meditate, my energy comes into balance, and then the animals share that space with me. They understand it because they understand how meditation helps you become the best possible part of you, right? So this is a really great thing, and I I hope that that helps you, all of you who are on the call here, because for the longest time, I mean, for years, it was always all of us trying to explain animal Reiki, right? And it was so confusing and so just frustrating how people didn't get it. And then finally, it was like the light goes on. You know what? This is just meditation. Why are we calling it something else? Like, why are we explaining it like it's something so far removed from us or or like we're offering something or giving something. And, and honestly, I'm going to tell you, even in some of the handouts you're going to get, you'll probably still see some of that, um, that dialogue. I'm going to try and take it out, but some of the things I can't just because of the way they're written. But just know that we're really not giving anything. We're creating a space, and we're offering it up to the animals. So I just wanted to couple, cover a couple more things before I open it up to to the two of you to go ahead and share. I want to go over the precepts because the precepts 
are literally the foundation for your practice. With the precepts, your entire life is going to change. I am going to guarantee you, if you say the precepts three times in the morning and three times at night, and you don't have to do anything else, you do not have to do, I mean, obviously you have to do some homework, okay? But you don't, every day, you do not have to do anything but these precepts. And these precepts literally take you like a minute and a half in the morning. You say them three times. You just write when you wake up. Maybe have a piece of paper by you if you have them memorized. You say them three times in the morning and then again three times at night. I am guaranteeing you, you do this for 30 days, your life will change. Your life will change in two weeks. In 30 days, you're going to see a huge improvement. And the reason for that is because the precepts are a meditation. The precepts are waka. They are a poetry, a Japanese poetry, but it's written to help us get back to our original nature. Our original nature that is not angry, that is not worried, that is humble, that is honest, and that is compassionate. And that is who we truly are. And in that space, that is when our true light shines. The beautiful thing about the precepts is they are in a circular pattern, right? So for today only, right, is a Buddhist concept, which means in this second, all we have right now is this second. We don't have 10 minutes from now. We don't know what's going to happen. The world could explode. We don't have 10 minutes from now. All we have is right here, right now, in this moment. In this moment, we can live without anger. We can live without worry. We can be humble. We can be honest in our work. And what does honest in our work mean? It not only means, like, I'm honest at work, whatever my job is, but in my life's work, I'm an honest person. I am honest to others. And if, let's say, I get out of that, right, let's say, of course, you're going to get angry. This doesn't mean you're never going to get angry. What this means is you won't carry your anger. So the beautiful thing is, let's say you're driving to work. Someone cuts you off, and you're like, oh, my God, and you get so angry. And you just go, you know, whatever. I'd rather, maybe that happened for a reason, whatever. Maybe that person was in a hurry. I don't know. I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to be compassionate to myself and compassionate to that person. And then that puts you right back into the space of the precepts. And you're going to find that this is so easy to do. I used to be the most uptight, oh, my God, angry person. I wouldn't say I was a rageaholic, but, okay, but maybe I was. I don't know. I learned this in 2007. Um, I think 2006 or 7, I took my very first class from Kathleen. It changed my life. It changed my life. And I'm telling you, your connection with animals is going to be so much deeper because of just the precepts alone. So I encourage you to practice these, practice these, practice these. And always remember, we have a little thing in here about working with the precepts and working with the precepts with rescued animals. When you go in to sit with an animal and you're worried, Oh, has this animal been here for months and months and months? Are they ever going to be adopted? Oh, you go in with anger. Oh, I'm so mad at the people that did this to this animal. All they feel is your anger, your worry, your, your you know, um, imbalanced energy. And that's upsetting to them. They don't know why you're angry. They don't know why you're worried. All they know is they feel that very poisonous, toxic energy from you. And that's not an energy they want to sit in. So when we go into them open-hearted, just have let go of everything. And I really encourage you, if you are offering Reiki in a shelter, make sure, even with any animal, make sure that you say the precepts three times before you go and sit with that animal, before you go sit with people. 
just let it go. Cleanse yourself. And these precepts are literally the most powerful tool you're going to receive throughout this whole class. And you're going to receive a lot of tools. I mean, by the time this is over, you're going to feel incredibly empowered to go out, not only to go out to offer Reiki, to go out and start Reiki, Animal Reiki as a business, to go out and do presentations of Animal Reiki. You are going to be empowered throughout this class. But I'm telling you right now, the most empowering tool that I can offer you are the precepts. And I am guaranteeing you, if you do this twice a day, three times, you know, in the morning, three times a day, and after 30 days you say to me, oh, Leah, I'm still really angry, I will give you your money back for this class because I know you won't. I can guarantee you you won't. But you have to do it. You have to do it three times in the morning, three times at night, and you've got to do it every day if you want to uh, to experience that change. So I am going to open up um, class now. Let me unmute you. And so I'm going to ask that you – Keep your phone on mute until I call on you. And then when you're talking, that's fine. You can have your phone, you know, under. But then when you're not talking, just please put it on, on mute. So, um, why don't, Corey, why don't I start with you, if you don't mind sharing first? Okay. Well, I first want to start off and say that I don't have an animal that I'm taking care of at my home at the moment. And that's but- okay. Two weeks ago, I began um, volunteering at the Humane Society where I live in El Paso, Texas. Oh, nice. Nice. So far. Yeah, it is wonderful. And um, so far, they've just asked me, and it's really great because I didn't have to explain what Reiki is. The executive director knows what Reiki is. Really? Which um, Humane Society is this? It's the El Paso, Texas. El Paso, Texas. Okay. Yeah. And um, so it was awesome. He, as soon as um, I got word to him that I was interested through a mutual friend of ours, he was just super excited about it. So I don't don't have to convince anybody (laughs) at all, and it's wonderful. So they have me working with two dogs that are unadoptable at the moment. Uh Uh-huh. So um, I... I, to, to do the homework, I chose um, the first precept, I will not anger. Mm-hmm. And I can the, the dog that I'm working with the most, her name is Pickles. And she has a, her history is that she came from a home that had a lot of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And she, she went through two hurricanes. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know if she came from Houston or I'm not sure where she came from, but now she's here in El Paso and she is vicious. Mm-hmm. She's a friend of everybody. And so I'm sitting in front of her cage and working with her. And, and I've actually started doing this because I read Kathleen's book, Reiki for Dogs. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we already had an idea that, that I'm not doing the kind of Reiki that I'm used to at all. So I'm doing right. something different. Right. Just, just mm-hmm. need to just in space and invite invite Pickles to, to join me. And um, the first day, it took about 30 minutes before she would even stop 
barking. She really kind of wanted to come tear my throat. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. That's really normal. The first treatment because they're not sure they're not sure what you want from them. Right. Um, the second day, she was going in and out of like being cool, and then just realizing, oh, I fell out of my habit. That's what I feel. That's my habit, and habit. And to, today, she she was she was mostly calm, and then every now and then that's, she would. Be I, I'm about. so glad you. I'm so glad you're sharing this because that is exactly what happens. So with a new animal, you know, four treatments, and if you can't do it in a row, you do one in person and, and then three distance, or however many distance. But it's usually you know try to do it in I know and it's just every day, but I'm I'm only no, able to do no, but, but what, what I want to say about this is so let's just use it as treatments and not consecutive. Is that that's exactly what happens? The first treatment, the animal just barks more, a little, lot, and very rarely will even settle down at all. Maybe yeah. kind of slows down a little, but still, the second treatment, exactly what you experience, exactly, just like okay, now I know you're not asking anything of me, but I still don't trust you. The third treatment, right. it's like, okay, I can trust you. I still don't fully trust you, but now mm-hmm. I know who you are, and you're not asking anything of me, and you're actually, I really like your energy, so I'm going to tolerate you. The fourth treatment is going to be even better. The fifth treatment, even better. That dog is going to come around. Will it? Will you be able to change that dog? I don't know. It, it's pretty mm-hmm. deep set. But you're going, to be able, yeah. but you're going to be able to offer that, that dog um, a, a space that that dog can heal on their own, on their own time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, of course, I, I'm thinking about anger and I'm, and I'm connecting with pickles and the, the emotion that popped up, of course, was anger. And then you asked what else came up. And it was a lot of interesting things. And I loved this because I'm like, oh, it's, um, uh, I guess there's a lot of intuitive um, uh, communication going on that I wasn't completely aware of then, but it became very, I became very aware of it when I did this meditation. So the other things that came up, um, why is she acting like this? In her mind, it's the only thing she can control is her responses. Um, and that the explosive projection of all the barking that she's doing and growling is so so powerful. It's a one way, it's one way um, going out, being projected outside of her. And because of that power, there's not a space for compassion to come in. And then the other thing that I had already mentioned, it's a habit. And she has, you know, it's just it's just a habit. A lot of it is. And if she, this is what I got from her. If I'm on the attack, then I don't feel disappointed that I don't feel loved. And then physically, I felt a tightness in her throat, and and it felt like the aggressive barking was relieving that that discomfort in her. And this may or may not be true, and we have to be really careful. And you're bringing up a really good point. We have to be really careful on our perception of what's being shared because so if if you have three people standing next to each other so let's say you have two people standing next to you and one person is six foot tall and one person is five foot eight the five foot eight person is short and the six foot person is tall but then you have 
a person that's four foot five come in and you go, oh, that person's short. Now the person that's five foot eight isn't short anymore. This other person's short. That's just like really simplifying perception. We have to be careful with Reiki because of a couple things. One, because your mind is quiet, you do get a lot of things. You're going to find that a lot of what you're hearing actually is true and is, um, and, you're, and you're right on target. But what we have to be careful about is that when we get these messages, and this was really hard for me at first, and so, I mean, I'm totally relating to what you're going through. You go, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm hearing this, and, okay, this is what's happening, and da, 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 and you know. But what we have to do is let go of that. It doesn't matter why it's happening, what's happening. What matters is that we're just creating a space because it doesn't matter what's happening with that dog because that's not for us to even, even try and change or do anything about. All we're doing when we're offering Reiki is that beautiful space. Now, having said that, if you want to do animal communication, that's separate, right? Or if you feel, okay, you're getting this message from the dog and you feel really strongly you need to do something about it, you have to be really careful about how you share it because it's, one, we don't want people getting animal communication and animal Reiki confused. So if you are offering Reiki and you start telling people like, oh, hey, you know, I got this from this dog or, hey, did you check this? They start thinking, oh, Reiki's animal communication. And then somebody else comes in and does a Reiki treatment and they go, okay, so what'd you get? And she goes, nothing. And then it's like, oh, well, then you must not be very good. Well, no, that's not what that's about. It's some of us get messages more clearly than others. So we have to be really careful on what we do with the information, and then are we attaching to the information? So if an animal shares, like, like let's say, you know, this horse shared with me one time, his back, his hip was really, really sore, and the people were doing dressage, and I knew the horse was getting injured with dressage. I had to be really careful. I had to just say, oh, you know, have you noticed that he's limping? And no, 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 he's not. And I said, oh, okay, you know. Next time, is he a little swollen? I don't know anything about horses, but is he a little swollen? And they're like, oh, yeah, actually, he kind of is. And then, and then it was just like, you know, that way it's not like I'm getting messages. I'm just sharing it in a very offhanded, hey, general observation way. Um, because, again, I don't want someone coming in behind me who may not get messages. A lot of people don't get messages. They get feelings. And sometimes they don't get anything. But that doesn't mean that the, crea- the space they're creating isn't powerful and isn't really effective because people who don't get anything still the animals still will heal and get better and get adopted and all these different things so we just have to be really careful what we do with that information and then like for your you're saying like with the throat just be careful that you don't start thinking about the throat when you're when you're sitting trying to create your space you always just want to keep your mind clear just it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if that's what's happening with the throat because the space you're creating is going to allow healing. And however that looks to that dog is how it looks. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Does that Thank make you. Sense? That's, that, yes, completely. Yes. Thank you. And it's not to like, oh, hey, you're doing this wrong because you're not doing it wrong. You know, every, I mean, I can tell the fact that you're getting these messages means that you're completely open and you're a beautiful empath. But we have to be really careful as animal Reiki people because I remember when I was first getting Reiki, um, I got it from humans, and one Reiki um, practitioner, she told me all this psychic stuff. 
And then the next one I went to, I literally did what I just shared. I said, oh, so what'd you get? And the girl goes, I, I, I don't know, nothing. I mean, I saw some colors and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I didn't think she was bad because it, it felt really, really good. But I was like, oh, well, that's confusing. You know, like, why did one girl get all this stuff and then the next girl didn't get anything? And it's because Reiki's not, like, if you're a Reiki practitioner for humans, that doesn't mean you're psychic. That doesn't mean you're going to be right. getting somebody. But you still can, in that open space, get messages. And so the animals, that's what they're sharing with us too, right? And you're really open and you're in that beautiful space and you're really connected. And so the dog's like, oh, this is what's happened. And you're like, oh, okay. But like a conversation, you just have to let it go and go, okay, thanks for sharing that. Thank you so much. And always thank the animal for whatever they share with you because it's an honor and that means that they trust you enough to share that with you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? Anyway, kind of no, I mean, the good news is um, they're not, they're leaving me on my own and no one's asking me. They're, they, they'll walk by, some different people will walk by and just see see the the state that the that pickles is in and but they don't ask anything else and I'm not sharing anything else. So well you so that's that's good. You're so (laughs) glad I didn't say anything. No, yeah. yeah. I mean just you know, just kind of like you can say it in a general way. Like if if there's something like if you start to notice after a few treatments like her throat is really like there is something wrong, you can say Oh, you know, she kind of coughed a little bit um, during the treatment. You know, has anybody looked at her throat? I, I don't know. She kind of was, like, rubbing it a little bit. You know, you can make some general things so they don't think that you're, like, trying to be psychic. Because also yeah. uh, something that will happen when you share, like, these, quote, psychic things is that um, that people get their hackles up, too. It's like, well, how do you know? And what are you? And you know what I mean? So you have to be just really careful. But I'm really. Okay. So you're, yeah, you're really way out there. We're not sure we want you here anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So actually, I just wanted to clarify about Pickle's throat. It wasn't a physical, it was feeling uncomfortable because of the emotion, not because of. Maybe maybe it's like a throat chakra thing like us. You know how like, yeah, I mean, you know, when we try to release, it's kind of weird on us. So maybe that was her thing too, but it'll be, I'm so glad at the Humane Society, it's going to be great to hear all about Pickle's journey because, you know, that's the one thing about these classes. We just get to know each other so well, and it just becomes this really safe, beautiful place, and we get to know the animals. So tell Pickle thank you when you see her because she's going to be a great teacher for us. So thank you. Okay, thanks. So um, Yolanda, would you like to share? Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like to share. Um, so there's a there's a there's a, a few animals that I'm uh, I'm with right now, but the one but the one that's really really standing out um, and is a great teacher for me is uh, a cow uh, who goes by the name of Johnny Cash, uh, and oh. he, <laughs> he yeah he he's at the Gentle Barn, and uh, I I don't know if if uh, if you heard of a story like last year in St. Louis, there was like six cows on the run, and no. they sort of yeah they 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 were in the social media, so it was like these uh, six six cows they escaped this uh, livestock place, and they were just running amok all in North St. Louis, and so uh, in a car chase ensued with the cops, and and people were trying to get the cows to stop and everything, and. Uh, and they were just on the run for uh, hours, 
as a matter of fact. Um, and so they were all rounded up, and they were going to be taken back to the, the place, the livestock place. And, of course, people when people saw that, they, they reached out, and they were just like, well, no, how can you let them do that after they made this brave escape? Why don't you just let them go? And then the uh, owner was saying, well, you know, pretty much I have a business to run, so if you can come up with money to save them with, within 24 hours, they can go. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so people people got together. They, they raised the money in order to save the animals, and then uh, a gentle barn was open not too long after that in their honor. Uh, and one of their brothers, they were called the St. Louis Six, and one of their brothers um, did not make it because they had, he sustained too many Aww. injuries and all of that. Yeah, but the rest of them, the rest of them lived there, and um, that's that was a year ago. So uh, a year and some change has passed, and um, most of them are getting comfortable with humans. Uh, there, there are a couple that are still kind of hesitant, which is understandable, being what they went through in order to gain their freedom and. Um, just really being terrified of, of, of humans being around, and some of them got hit with cars and all of that. Oh um, no! Yeah, yeah. When they when they were on when they were on the run, and then there were just people just standing around. So, and plus the, the livestock. So, um, it was under it was understandable why they would why they would be frightened and terrified. So right. most of them have come out of that shell, um, starting to learn to trust humans again, thanks to their um, leader who actually let them out in the escape <laughs> and uh so he was he's one of the first ones to trust humans and the other ones kind of follow his lead even though they're they seem to me to be a little skittish from time to time except for the leader and then there's johnny johnny is the main one uh from my understanding that is holding out and from what i've seen with my own eyes it, it seems to be true that he's not he's just not there um and so my precept with that um, is being humble. When I when I think of him, because one of the things that I started to do is instead of go, rushing in there and saying I'm going to do this and I'm going to I'm and I'm going to do that and you're going to love humans and just being very goal focused. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I did was I wanted to just hold a space for him and uh allow him to just go wherever he wanted to go if he if he was comfortable not sharing or or wanting to be close that was fine and this is at a distance by the way so i started mm-hmm. off with with distance uh distant reiki um uh-huh. and, and just holding the space cuz i wanted i wanted to respect the fact that he's just not he's just not there yet as far as with human touch um, and and um, to be honest, I, I just me personally, just on a off on side note, I kind of wonder if some of that is just his personality is just to kind of be a little standoffish. But with that aside, he uh, does not allow any humor human interaction really, like to to be brushed and all that in in the way uh, where grooming is concerned and and and, and things like that. Uh, so from what from what I've seen, he allows a little bit, but it's only like a little tiny bit, and then he'll go off to do his own thing, which 
me personally, I, I mean, I'm I'm okay with. I mean, like he that's that's the way I feel. Um, right. Whether it's Johnny or anybody, it, you have to heal in your own time. You know, you have you have to heal in your own time. Maybe, and I mean, who knows? Maybe like even just that little bit that he offers, maybe that's a huge gift. Maybe he never was really. You know, maybe that's his personality. Nobody really knows. Yeah. But it's so huge that he even offers. Okay, you can do it for a second. You know, it's like mm-hmm. here. I'm going to let yeah. you, I like you, I'll accept you, but, hey, I'm just kind of an individual guy, you know? Yeah. So right now, that's, and it's it's very early because I, I've, I've been doing more distance uh, because I, I'm not able to get to the farm as often because yeah. it's, it's kind of a drive. But I do plan on going within the next couple of weeks again to, to see him and his brothers. Um, but uh, when I did go, it was a visiting day for everybody uh, the public to come and, and visit the animals and everything. Uh-huh. And one of the things that I've noticed uh, is um, people just still trying to force the issue once the you know some of the volunteers have told them, hey, uh, he's still he he's he's the only one that really doesn't like to be brushed. Yeah, he really doesn't like to well, have human okay. interactives. Yeah. yeah, and then the and then there there were some people that were still trying to, in my eyes, trying to press the issue like, hey, you want a brush? And it, and he would stick out his nose a little bit and then just walk away or just kind of walk away from everybody. Yeah, and, they aren't respecting him. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the, I think the interesting thing about that is before that was the first time I met him when I saw that. And before then, I was doing uh, distant Reiki, as as I had said, and um, one of the things that came up uh, was that, you know, like uh, one of the meditations that I did was um, the the healing bridge. So um, to see and, and just offering that space, and then and then also the the healing space afterwards. But really, the bridge. And what he did was he, I saw a hoof. Go on on the bridge mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very edge, and and that was it, you know. And and I I had respected that, and I worked with him wherever he was comfortable working, and the with 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 that interaction, especially with the with the the, the ones that weren't res- respecting him, and they were like, hey, you want a brush? You want a brush? It was interesting because I was standing there away from him. Um, offering Reiki in the field, and he looked at me as, mm-hmm. as if he was saying, "You see what I gotta go through? <laughs> you, you, you see what I mean?" It was just like this this look, and then that's when he just kind of touched his nose to, you know, everyone that was trying to touch him, but then walked away. And yeah. that's something I was not trying to do. Um, and then at the end of it, you know, I just the 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 more people that started to come in and see his brothers and himself. He, he he was not really partaking, but he was with his brothers. The more I started to back away from everybody and just still meditating to the point where they were clear across the, the field and I was under a tree somewhere. I, was, I wasn't I was even close, but well, I was still offering they, that space. They still, they still feel it, and, and so a really funny thing happened. There's a, a like a gentle barn type of thing here in outside of Portland, and I went with one of my students. She volunteers there, and there were mm-hmm. all these volunteers going around, and they had this baby calf, you know, that 
that there that was rescued, um, its mom died in, in birth, you know, labor. And so they rescued this little baby cow. So the baby cow is like this big thing. And she just sat there at the picnic table as all these volunteers are going around, blah, 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 doing her Reiki. And you could see the goats just like going to sleep. And they were across the field over next to this barn. And I know what Reiki, you know, what the Reiki sleep looks like. So I was watching it and I was cracking up because amidst all this, I mean, she was offering it to them, to the goats, because they had been stressed, not to Charlotte, the little cow. But Mm -hmm. I could tell they were far away, but they were starting to like yawn and hang their little heads. And, you know, that space was really powerful. And the more you practice, the more you practice going inward, the stronger your energy goes outward. And it's like, you know, does that make sense? Because you feel like, oh, I need to be outward. I need to be thinking about him. I need to be looking at him and going, oh, I'm sending you this. And the reality is it's no. It's you let go of all of those layers and you just set your intention. I want you and anyone else who would like to accept it, accept this energy. And your energy literally can go, like, even at the shelter, just all over the shelter. Um you just set your intention, but again, it's that practice, practice, practice. And so, Corey, the healing bridge um, that Yolanda just mentioned, we're going to be learning that, I think, next week. But, Yolanda, you learned that in, did you take, um, you took Kathleen's core curriculum class, right, the Reiki workshop? Uh, yes. Is that where you learned that? Yes, and also, I also uh, got the meditations from from the uh, Animal Source website. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't realize you had the healing bridge on that one, but yeah. So that's, we're going to be also practicing that, but the healing bridge is a really amazing uh, meditation that you can use like in that situation too, even, you know, there in his presence, you know, just do the bridge. Um, We're going to be learning one called the lighthouse too, that, you know, you're just like a beam of light goes out and whoever wants to be in that light, but just always remember you're like the sun. And like the sun, your rays are going to shine wherever. And you really can't say, oh, my rays are only going to shine on this one cow or this one dog. Your rays are going to shine everywhere. And everyone can benefit from this beautiful space you're creating. So thank you so much, Yolanda, for sharing that. I'm very excited. So there's a couple things. I want to share Emma's homework really fast. Um, I talked way too much this time. So it was almost a good thing Diane didn't show up. (laughs) I would have got her off. But here we go. So. Uh, Emma actually sent in her her homework, and she said uh, for her meditation, she did a walking meditation. And this is something that you can do. She did the precepts of the walking meditation. And I encourage you to do that. Um, Just like when you're out walking, if you're at the shelter and you walk the dogs, or even walking through the shelter, you know, or when you're at a gentle bar and just walking around, just say the precepts as you're walking. Just do it, you know, be really mindful of each step you take. Or just do the meditation that you're thankful. You know, I have gratitude for the earth. And every step you take, you're just great. You know, you're grateful. That's a really beautiful thing. So that's what she did. And she talked about how she has trouble being angry because it turns to resentment. You know, as a woman, we're not really um, sometimes allowed to be angry. Um, People, like, turn that on us and then it just becomes resentment. And she just said she she really was working on honoring her boundaries and then moving on rather than holding on to energy. So when she sat in meditation, she recited the precepts three times and again focused on anger. And Moses is her German shepherd. And he came to her and his unfailing gentleness and wisdom stood out. And he handles situations as they arise and she has never seen him become angry. He states clearly what he is about and if necessary, he leaves the situation, he just moves on. Probably like Johnny Cash too, you know, a little bit as I'm saying this. 
So this is what she heard from him. It tires me out and makes me sad when you are angry and I can't do anything about it. Life is so short. We need to spend our time loving and playing, not in anger and resentment. Please don't carry your anger anymore. And that's really beautiful. And she says, what, what brought home, this home to me with this exercise is that Reiki is first and foremost a spiritual practice. The precepts are so important, the biggest gift we can give to the animals, especially the ones that we share our lives with, to embody those precepts so that we can be present for them and with them. And I think that's really beautiful. And, again, Emma's taking the class, so she does things a little bit, um, you know, she's going to get it just a little more deeply. But also here's a situation where Emma's also, um, like, you know, the two of you, she's an empath, and she hears messages. And this is a, a great example of sharing a message from her dog Moses about, you know, it tires him out and makes him sad when she's angry and he can't do anything about it and life is short and we need to spend our time loving and playing, not in anger and resentment. Please don't carry your anger anymore. That's a beautiful message. And those are messages, you know, I encourage you to share as much as you want in class. Just again, when you're sharing it out in the world, just be really mindful. Like Corey mentioned, you know, you don't want people thinking you're crazy. So one really quick thing before we close for tonight. I apologize. On the 23rd, I have a flight, and my flight conflicts with the class schedule. So I can either do it earlier that day, but I don't know if that works for all of you, or I could do it on Sunday the 22nd. And so, Yolanda, I don't know if you can do the 22nd, which is a Sunday night, which would be at 6 o'clock. I mean, 6 o'clock. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's fine with me. And so, Corey, could you do Sunday night? I hate to put you on the spot like this. Um, and you can think about it, too, if you don't know for sure. Um, can I let you know next yeah. week? Yeah. And okay, because I'm – Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm trying to teach a, a Reiki 2 class that day, and I would not be done oh, yeah, by that time. Class. But nobody signed up for it yet, so um, well, it might be fine. And I'll know by next week when we meet. You can always come late, too. And um, and for this class, it's the third class. So that one is um, – I can't remember what that one is. But I can also do a private call with you, too, you know, because I know this is totally my fault, and we can talk about, you know, the class. And we can but I am so, available earlier on the 23rd. Yolanda, are you available earlier on the 23rd? That's a, that's the Sunday, right? No, it would be the but, Sunday. If you work, the Sunday was the 22nd, but the 23rd, yeah. which is when the day that we're regularly scheduled, is the Monday. It I'd depends on. Do, I'd, I'd have to do it at like three that day. Oh no, I I wouldn't be able to do that. Okay. All right. Well, let's try for Sunday if we can. Um, the, because the other night, yeah, the 24th, I have, yeah, I'm so sorry. I have to go down for this. It wasn't, I wasn't supposed to go to this conference. I'm in cannabis, and I wasn't supposed to go for this conference, and then my investor is sending me, and so it just kind of got messed up. So um, the other alternative would be, I don't know. Well, you have class. So we could do it. I don't know how busy you guys are on a Friday night, if you guys all have like we could do it on the 20th. I could do that. I could do the 20th. At 6. Yolanda, could you do the 20th at 6? Uh, at the the 20th at, at, at 6 o'clock? Uh-huh. Okay. That would be 8 o'clock Central? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's here. That's a okay. Friday night. So you might be really popular. I'm not. (laughs) 
So that should be I'm okay. fired. <laughs> okay. All right. And I apologize. I apologize. I'll figure out some little gift to give you guys to say thank you for this. And I totally apologize. But for the rest of it, it'll be normal. But so the 20th, and I'll put this in our email too for your next class assignment. So your next class assignment will come later tonight. Um, it'll be lesson two. That's the meditations. You're really going to love this a lot. It's a, it's a great um, way to go deeper. And it kind of enhances the Reiki for dogs book that you have, Corey. Um, some uh-huh. of this, you know, the hard breathing and everything is probably going to make a lot more sense now as you're taking this class. Um, okay, so, yeah, so thank you both so much for sharing and for um, just being here and taking this class. It's, I know that you're going to love it, and I know that the animals are just going to be coming to you too in droves saying, please, please help. <laughs> and it's really great. And I'm so pleased you're at the Humane Society um, and that they're so open to it. That makes I have to find out like who is at the El Paso Humane Society um, doing Reiki if we know them. That's amazing and wonderful. No, they're not doing it there. The executive director had received it oh. personally as human Reiki. Oh. I'm sorry, I wasn't oh. clear. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, that's really cool. Well, you know what's really great, though? You're going to be able to do our new uh, Intro to Animal Reiki class if you join Sarah after this. And um, I that, already talked to him about it at the beginning. I oh, said I want to teach it for your the people here, and I'm and he want and I mean he was all over doing it as a community outreach program. Nice, because I do want to say this now. You can't be a Sarah teacher um, unless you take you know Kathleen's level three with Kathleen or another Sarah teacher. But having said that, if you're already a master and you're already teaching, you, you can yeah. use the materials that you're getting in this class, as long as you keep that copyright intact, as long as you say, this is where I learned it, this is where I got it, and promote Kathleen in that process, we don't care. It's just okay. when people try to take it as their own, like, oh, I made this up. Like, we had a woman recently do that. She totally plagiarized Kathleen. She interviewed her and then plagiarized her. And we're like, oh. um, yeah, that's not going to work for us. So we called her out on it. And she's all, oh, no, the animals taught me just like they taught you. And we're like, yeah, that's, that's not true. That's, that's not true because well, you I'll, I'll talk to you more in depth about that when we get closer to the end of the yeah. class. Yeah, no, definitely. So thank you both so much for um, joining in and have a great week and look for your lesson too. And if you don't get it, please reach out to me, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.